Welcome to Podcast My Football. This is Dylan with episode number five of Subreddit Conversations featuring the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Paul. If you haven't listened to my podcast before, essentially what goes on is I ask why my guest is a fan of their team. I ask about what happened in the regular season the year before, what's gone on in free agency and what might happen in the draft and you know with next year as well. So uh, if you're a big NFL fan like me, uh, this is a fun podcast to do. I like to bring on guests that are, you know, just normal people. So if you want to jump on a call with me, usually I try to take it about 30, 45, maybe an hour and just talk about different NFL teams. So if you're interested, email me at podcastmyfootball at gmail.com and share this with everyone that you know that is an NFL fan, just because it's a real fun hobby of mine. The more people that listen, the more motivated I am to say doing it. So I uh, appreciate any listens and if you guys share this with anyone that you know. Um, but yeah, again, email me if you want to join because it's a lot of fun. All right, we'll, we'll get to it. All right, welcome in, Paul. How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Doing pretty good. So, uh, you're a Buccaneers fan. How's that? You know, it's been a lot of years of misery, but I think our savior yeah. may have arrived. <laughs> uh, is that uh, Bruce Arians? That would be the one and only Mr. Thomas Edward Brady. Thomas Edward Brady. Funny thing is my nephew uh, is named after Tom Brady, so... That's pretty great. <laughs> so you're a you're a Buccaneers fan. It's been a little bit rough. So what what made you a Buccaneers fan, man? So funny thing is, uh, I, I currently live in Florida. I haven't always right. lived. I lived here for about a year. Um, before that, I lived in New York, and I was young. I thought pirates were cool. Um, they were good at the time in the late '90s, so I started to get into them. Uh, as I got older, I started playing football, and I fell in love with Derek Brooks and, and watching his tape. So I played linebacker throughout high school, and uh, that that's kind of my my Buccaneer story. There you go. Fair enough. Can't can't hate on that at all. So, would you say you're a, a like a diehard fan right now, or is there you know have you gotten back into being a fan now? Oh, I, I've 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 always been heavily diehard Buccaneers fan ever ever since then. Okay, yeah, fair enough, man. What uh, what would you say has been the the best years of being a Buccaneers fan for you? The best years were definitely the late '90s to the the mid 2000s when we were we were actually. Actually, something I haven't seen that kind of team and passion in in quite some time, though. But those those were definitely the years. Okay, so within like the last little bit, who's been some of your favorite players? All right, it's my some of my favorite current players, without doubt. Yeah. I would say the best Buccaneer within the last decade is Levante David. I don't even think there's a question about that. He is probably one of the most underrated players in the entire league and gets no recognition, but he is up there with the Bobby Waggers and Luke Kiki's all day. Oh, yeah. So 
Levante is definitely one of them. Um, I do love Mike, Mike Evans. He's, he's, he came in solid and he's been nothing but solid. Um, Godwin last year came on strong. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any doubt that we have the best one, two tandem in the entire league and wide receivers. Um, so those, those would be my core guys. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what, okay. What, what, happened with the Buccaneers last year. Last year, we all know the, the 30 for 30 there, uh, but was your team better than expected? Were there things that you guys had hoped for that didn't happen? Obviously, making playoffs and stuff like that, but it's like, what what's your, what's your take on last season? So, I think if we rewind it, and we, we go back to the Bruce Arians hiring, I, I think when you bring in Bruce Arians, the expectations that he brought to this team were incredible. He came to a Cardinals team that had the same record. He brought him to 10 and six, um, brought him to the playoffs. He comes into his first press conference and says, this is an, an easier turnaround. I think everyone in the, in the fandom was, was buying the hype and drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, and I, mm-hmm. I think, I don't think he, he thought it was going to be as hard of a task as it is. So, oh, yeah, I mean, I, I uh, yeah, it, it's probably one of the toughest divisions in football. So I, I don't think he understood the undertaking of it. Um, I think there were some growing pains, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I think, I mean, last year we, we had first and second year players starting in our secondary and that that's all we had. So I, I yeah. think as the year went on, they got better. Um, and we we also had Vernon Hargraves. He's he's legendary bus material. So <laughs> I I I, <laughs> I I think it could have gone better for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I I saw this uh, video of Vernon Hargraves uh, covering. I forget who it was, but it was third and two, and he was twenty yards off as a cornerback. And <laughs> oh man, it's tough tough business right there. So. 20 yards yeah, off think... the ball for Vernon is, is press coverage. That That's pretty close. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, so, um, what happened this offseason? What are you most excited for? Is it Tom Brady? Is it getting away from the digital clock numbers? Or what is it? So, I, I do like the new slash old uniforms. I don't think they should have ever gotten rid of those. I, I, I do like the redesign. Uh, I am excited for Brady. I mean, he brings new fans, new excitement to the area in general, and also the team. Um, but my number one thing would have to be the defense. I've I've always okay. been a defensive guy. We brought back our front seven, which I think is is phenomenal. Um, I I think the big thing is is can the secondary take a step forward. So now they're going into their second and third year, and this is where you're either going to see the sophomore slump or see them actually accelerate and, and, and see what we can do. I think if the yeah. secondary can hold tight, I, I don't see a reason why this should not be a playoff team. So uh, I think – so I was looking into the Vernon Hargraves thing. So someone was saying that you guys uh, moved on from your defensive coordinator, or was it your, like, defensive back coach? Or so, I just completely wrong. <laughs> so for my, I, I don't think we, we've lost any coaches. I mean, I could be wrong, um, but I, I don't believe anyone's left. Kevin Ross is still the DB coach. 
and we, okay. we yeah, I, I think we're, we're still good. Okay, cool, cool. So, uh, yeah, you got new players coming in. Um, any free agents on the defensive side? I mean, you guys got, I mean, Devin White and Levante Davis are uh, arguable top linebacker duo right there. And then you got Barrett, you got Sue still, right? Yep, he resigned. And yep, okay, cool. And then you guys add anyone else, or is it kind of just uh, we we got the pieces that we needed to move forward, got rid of Hargraves, and now kind of just looking in the draft. So their approach to it was it worked last year. Um, they were put in bad spots mainly because of Jameis Winston, but that's a whole other topic. That's and. <laughs> They, they can be fine. So we wanted to resign all of our pieces on the defensive side and try to fix the turnovers, which I, I think we did by uh, sub- subtraction by addition, addition by subtraction. How does that one go? Addition by subtract. There you go. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. <laughs> so last year, if, say, Janice Winston throws half the interceptions, are you guys a playoff team or – was that like arm punts? You think? So, I don't even. I don't even think it comes down to Jameis Winston. I think okay. if Matt Gay makes two of those kicks that he should have make, should have made, that would have been a nine and seven team, even with the interceptions, and we're fighting for a playoff spot. So I think okay. that was a big thing. I mean, thirty interceptions is is never ideal. It's never what you want to aim for. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think Jameis has a hero mentality where when the team is behind, he wants to be the hero and, and see what he can do, and it, it never worked. He also could not see linebackers. I don't know if he's, he's, he's squinting every time he's throwing the ball or what he's doing, but he always lost the linebackers, oh. as, as you probably saw, against Darius yeah. Leonard. Yeah, he's a beast too. Yeah, it's, uh, I heard that he he got some LASIK, so hopefully that improves <laughs> And, you know, you can actually see some linebackers creeping in and stuff like that. I just I just wonder what's going to happen with Jameis Winston because he's he's kind of just out there right now looking for something. And it's going to be interesting to see if someone moves on him, which I feel like they have to just because he has potential. But it's going to be interesting to see if uh, if he gets picked up by, like, the Patriots like people are talking about or if he goes – Somewhere even more crazy, like the Bengals or something like that. So right now, Jameis is out there doing what? Dodging big space-looking balls. I don't, I don't know what that guy's doing for his training. Did you see that video? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I saw something but, on Instagram, but I don't think I saw that video. No. There was a huge controversy of like, you got to look it up. It's like Jameis Winston's fighting with David Carr about his training. Uh, Regiment, it, it was pretty, pretty legendary. Oh no! But yeah, uh, where do up. I, where do I think he'll land? I mean, somebody, somebody will take him. I, I don't know where or who, but someone has to take him. He he has too much. His ceiling is as high as, as you can go, but his oh, floor yeah. is as low as you can go too. He's he's definitely a double-edged sword. So it's it's tricky. Yeah. Oh yeah. But um, I mean, you know even, saying... even if you play the numbers, I mean, 
what are the odds he throws 30 interceptions again? I, I mean, I, I don't think it's, it's realistic that you'll see those numbers again. So, I mean, even if he goes 4,000 yards and 20 touchdowns and 18 interceptions, well, I, I think he could too, be. though, is, yeah, so, like, the thing with him is he's, he's more um, gunslinger-like than most quarterbacks, and then you throw him with Bruce Arians, who encourages that even more. You know, it, it, it breeds 30 and 30 kind of deal right there. Um, but I, I feel like you throw him in a, a system where, he doesn't have to throw 40, 50 times a game. He should do a little bit better. But, like, I'm thinking, like, sneaky picks. You could be, like, the, the Steelers or, um, oof, I don't know. What, the way the Houston Texans are going, they might trade Deshaun Watson away and pick up <laughs> freaking James well, Winston. Isn't, isn't the rumor Watson is going to go to the, the Patriots next year? Quote, unquote. Oh, I what hope I'm hearing. not. <laughs> yeah. oh. I, no, I I can't stand Patriots fans, man. Oh, my brother is a big Patriots fan, but just all the other ones, you're so entitled, like, oh, terrible. But yeah, man, I, I a, a Colts Patriots sibling rivalry. How how does that work? Uh, a lot of me keeping quiet because I don't have any foot to stand on, but. <laughs> Uh, Those pay yeah, main been, years, though. Ooh. Yeah, no, the best was uh, I forget what year it was, but um, I was Marlin. No, I got that interception on Tom Brady, sealed the deal. But it was just like uh, fourth, third or fourth down call that everyone was scratching their head on that Bill Belichick made and. End up not working out. We fudged out the game, but yeah, those those years like made me a Colts fan, and I didn't want to be a Patriots fan because they were just so good at the time. I was like, I don't want to just go to the best team, and so I I went with more of their rivals, and yeah, no, I, I don't regret it at all. But it's just been a pain because my brother is a Patriots fan, so <laughs> yeah, it's been tough, but um. Yeah, no, it, it, it's interesting. I think everyone thinks every quarterback and every free agent is going to go to the Patriots, but, you know, it's it's what it is. I mean, I think the Steelers is kind of the perfect marriage. I mean, Big Ben isn't, yeah. isn't going to be there for more than two or three years, and Mason Rudolph yeah, yeah. and Duck Hodges are, are not the future. If Jameis can oh. sit and learn what a good quarterback looks like and what he can do, I, I think this guy's the limit, especially under Mike Tomlin. Oh, and you do. You have um, Juju Smith-Schuster there who would feast as well. And then you have a, a bunch of just younger wide receivers there, like Jay, uh, James Washington, I think, and then um, Deontay Thompson, something like that. I don't know. But they're a really good wide receiver. Like, they, they would have a pretty vertical offense. And, you know, Ben Roethlisberger gets hurt every other game. So – you know, yeah. you could end up being the starter by the end of the year. I think that's a sneaky move, just depending on the contract and what Jameis is expecting. But, okay, so back to the Buccaneers, though. One of the funniest mm-hmm. tweets I saw all uh, offseason was, I think it was Schefter, uh, when you guys signed Joe Haig from us, who was one of our backup offensive linemen, <laughs> he's like, the Buccaneers signed Joe Haig. Uh, free agents are now flocking to – the to Tampa Bay for Tom Brady. It's like okay, you got a backup offensive line, and it's not blocking. 
But no, I, I think Joe Hague is solid. Uh, he he never was really like a like the the future for us, but you know we kept him around for a reason. So he beat out a ton of offensive linemen that we had to you know have as a backup. So you know he's learned with Casanzo, uh, with um, Quentin Nelson. So you know he might have a pretty sneaky solid offensive lineman right there. So it's kind of a good deal. I mean, he's kind of a mauler and more than a pass protector, which, I mean, I guess is good. I, I don't think he's going to be the starter. I think we're going to address that somewhere in the draft. Hopefully. He'll, he'll be a rotational guy is what I'm expecting. Yeah. So um, what, uh, what, what, what do you honestly think of Tom Brady? So Tom Brady, you hear a lot of either he's going to be – you know, God's gift to Tampa Bay, or he can't throw anymore and he's washed up. So do you think it's more in the middle, or is it definitely God's gift kind of deal? Okay. Un unbiasedly, I've watched Unbiased. some Tom Brady tape. Um, I don't believe his arm is as dead as people think it is. I believe a lot of it happened with last year is the wide receivers. He was surrounded with Nobody's and nothing besides Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman, too, is is in his 30s. I mean, there is just not much there. I, I think when when he's with Mike Evans, Godwin, Howard, Bray, all those guys, I think you're going to see not 2008 Tom Brady, but you'll see 2014, 2013 Tom Brady, which I'm fine with. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I'm I'm in that belief where I'm just scared as hell with Tom Brady, even though he's not even in the AFC. Just like seeing Tom Brady back to business, man, just scares me. But uh, no, dude, I I honestly think he's gonna be he he's gonna be yeah like he was before the season. Like I don't think you can really show me a pass where he like oh why did Tom Brady throw it there? That pass looks weak or something like that. Like he doesn't push it up the field, but like you said. He doesn't have anyone to push the field with. You have Philip Dorsett, who, as a Colts fan, we know like he's not that great of a wide receiver. So, yeah, man, I I'm scared. I mean, hopefully, I mean, I, I was sad to see Mike Evans and Godwin go down at the end of the year, but um, they're they're gonna come back healthy and they're gonna be beasts. And I was I was dead wrong about Chris Godwin before the beginning of the year. I thought he was gonna just be, you know, kind of a a bum, but I was definitely wrong in that one. Yeah, I mean, his run after the catch, he, he once he catches that oh, ball, insane. he's almost he's almost a running back. He looks for contact, and he looks to extend the play, which is something I love about him. Oh, yeah. And I just love his his slants and his um, – I forget what they're called, but they're like more of a deep slant where he just crosses the middle. And a crossing route, I think that's what it is. And he just feasts in those. Just anything up in the middle, like just below the safeties, he just is an animal there. And yeah, he he's scary. But I was impressed that he uh, he was so willing to give up number twelve. I mean, kind of have to. But yeah, man. I mean, I think, I think you kind of have to. Man. I'm sure he was he was paid a handsome fee as well. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure Tom Brady got him hooked up with something. <laughs> but, oh, okay. Okay, what, what do you think of Tampa Bay 
and Tampa Brady or whatever it was. Okay. The, <laughs> the Tampa the Tampa Bay one I think is cringy as 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 oh, all heck. I think that that's cringy. <laughs> but I think both of them are bad. Um I did I did buy the T B twelve Tampa Bay shirt. I won't lie about that one though. But I think okay, the ones think he's, he's doing now are, are are cringy. Yeah, yeah. Uh I just man, uh I, I think it, it fits really well, uh, that Tom Brady goes there and yeah, man, I, I think you guys are gonna have a hell of a year. Especially like ah, uh, dude, playing in the NFC South is gonna be unreal this year because you got Drew Brees and the Saints who they haven't lost much, you know. You still got a ton of weapons there. You got the Buccaneers now who – I'm going to give it to the Saints right now. You don't have to hate me, but I think the Saints – That's fine. Does, does deserve to get to be the first uh, NFC team right now, or NFC South team at least. Then the ta- the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers. Um, well, that's exciting in and of itself because you have a vertical offense with Ruth Arians. Did I lose you? Hey. Hello. You there? Yep, can you hear me? No, okay, yeah, perfect. Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll be able to cut out that part since it's so big. But, uh, shoot, I think it was just my internet. I didn't really yeah. hear anything that you said there, to be honest. Right here? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's my internet.
Is this better? Yeah, it works. Okay, cool. Oh, uh, yeah, so my, my internet's kind of going crappy right now. <laughs> all right, so, um, all right, we were just talking about the NFC South. But, yeah, man, I, yeah. I think, I think, uh, I think you're going to see that there's going to be a clear front runners are going to be the Saints and the Buccaneers. But who do you think? Do you think the Saints, or sorry, the the Panthers are better than the Falcons right now? Oh yes, no. I think the Falcons are better <laughs> than the Panthers for the simple fact is that they have Matt Ryan, and I don't even know who the Panthers have Kyle Allen. No, he's gone. No, oh, yeah, they got Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, they have Teddy Bridgewater. That's right. I would, I would still give it to Matt Ryan. Okay. So the the thing that I would say, obviously. The biggest loss to the Panthers is Luke Kuechly retiring. That's just something that can take a little bit to recover from, and yeah, that just that I I can feel it from a cold standpoint of losing a guy to early retirement. So that sucks mm-hmm. and all, but I think I think the Panthers are going to take a little bit because they got a new quarterback, or not, yeah, they got a new quarterback. They got a new head coach and a whole lot of new everything. So. I, I, they're going to be better than they were last year because they were just terrible. But uh, I think, yeah, I think they're going to be the – I think the Falcons are going to be better. I think a big blow to the Panthers is the retirement of Keekley, as he said. I mean, he was the heart and soul of that defense since he came into the league. And whenever he's gone out, that football team has immediately changed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he he's he was honestly like he's a quarterback of a of a defense and like most middle linebackers are, but like he just knew the plays that you were gonna run and knew where to yeah. be, had all the ability in the world. So yeah, having him gone is gonna stink. But um, okay, so to the Falcons though, what do you uh, what do you, what are your takes on the Falcons right now? Are you uh? Are you liking their jerseys? Are you liking the Todd Gurley signing or anything at all? <laughs> uh, well, the Falcons do have the worst jerseys in the, in the entire NFL now. <laughs> those things look like a retro FUBU jersey. Have you seen those memes? Oh, my God, they're awful. Oh, man. Those yeah, they, are I, awful. I saw the, the longest yard jerseys and stuff like that. I like I don't know I I always try to swing against the the consensus if that makes sense like if there's a major consensus uh-huh. I'm like oh, okay but I I like him more than what I think the Rams are gonna end up with because I I feel like the Rams might just go in and have like just the worst worst out of everything like they have a terrible logo uh, phallic nose on the Ram and uh, it's just gonna be terrible but. I uh, yeah, I do swing against the consensus typically. I I like them for different reasons. The eye test, they do look like Fubo jerseys or you know like the, from the longest yard, but they could have done a lot worse. And they kept it simple enough. They made the helmet. I think the helmets are really nice, and then the, the all white jerseys are pretty sweet, but. Those uh those classic uniforms are gonna look sweet with the the satin helmet and everything like that. But oh uh, yeah, they're they're not the best in the by far. But I mean, then yeah. you have the Chargers coming out too with the jersey and and the Browns. 
And the Browns and the Patriots, too. Yeah. Yeah. I can't see the Browns changing much, though, honestly. Well, I, I think the well the, they're going to take off the Browns down the legs and the the they're, they're going to chip the uniform a little bit. I think they're going more classic, but I think I think the Chargers are going to go to the the light blue. Uh, I think they're doing something with the helmet, and I think they're just going to make the logo more simple. But um, I like I like the Buccaneers jerseys. Way more than I like the Falcons. I think Buccaneers moved up to uh, at least the top half, if not like the top ten jersey in the league right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally satisfied with those jerseys. I, I think they're pretty nice. Yeah, the all pewter jerseys can be kind of sweet. Yeah, the uh, all pewter ones, I I I really love. Yeah, there there was someone on uh, the Buccaneers subreddit who's like. Uh, I want. I really want to get this number, but I don't want it in wider the Peter or something like that. And I was like, just, just order it with the different color. He's like, well, they don't have it out yet. I was like, dude, just wait. It, they're gonna sell <laughs> all the jerseys. But yeah, I, I, I just like to see that like people have had the the jerseys before. You know, like they can return with, uh, you know, different jerseys that may have gone out of style with the, the alarm clock numbers. But yeah, I, I'm excited for the the Buccaneers in that sense. Um, do you do you see any potential uh, free agent signings for you guys uh, coming up, or is it, you think just more like the you know fill the roster kind of signings that are going to be the the rest of the deal? So right now, I believe we have like 14 million left under the cap. So usually it's oh, about okay. eight to nine million. For your draft picks, um, and then I think yeah. they're going to reserve that that four to six for any guys who get cut after like mini camp or training camp or something like that, just to bring them in. So I don't see any any big signings on the horizon now. Yeah, especially where you can't visit with anyone. So, yeah, you can't okay, get a yeah. physical. You can't visit. It's it's crazy right now. Yeah, yeah, it's oh, it's bizarre. So, um, okay, so that, that takes us to the draft. Um, that's kind of the biggest deal right now with everything. Where do you guys pick, and um, what do you think you're going to be taking? So with, we have the 14th pick, and I think a lot of it depends on what happens in front of us, which every team would say. Um, yeah. I, I think right now the consensus for the whole fan base is either offensive line or running back. I don't yeah. necessarily fall in that. I would say offensive line or defensive line it was, yeah. would be where I would go with the first pick. Right. I so mean, I, the, okay. I, I think if you can get a quality running back later on in the draft, I mean, Alvin Kamara was mm-hmm. taken in the third round. So I would rather go right. with the line and build it up and then move out from there. Yeah. And, you know, first round running backs – they, you know, they're they're great and all, but like you said, you can get something later on. I think, uh, yeah, like you said, it, it depends a lot. I think people that could be there, that I think you guys might look at is uh, any offensive tackle. Um, but mm-hmm. I think uh, Javon Kinlaw can make it there, and that's a very intriguing pick. Uh, just out of his versatility, his raw, you know, potential and. You have a killer defensive line where he can 
doesn't have to go in right away. He can kind of, you know, get do what he does best, and then, you know, if he has some time to to build some more uh, skills around him, with, especially with two there and everything. But you do that. Um, I think you know, there's not some bad cornerbacks that could be there as well. Um, like I think it's Henderson from Florida who could be a really good deal for you guys. Uh, but yeah, I. I don't think you take any offensive weapons in the first round and just take something like A.J. Dillon or whoever, you know, in the fourth or fifth round kind of deal to get some pieces there. But who's the who's the guy um, that has a really odd last name uh, that was like a captain? He was running back. It was like Abu. The LSU kid you're talking about. Uh, Maybe. I don't know what college he went to, but yeah, that guy, the guy with the crazy last name, he's pretty cool. Oh, you mean um? Oh, Jesus, Dare Angubian yeah. Wale. Wow, yeah, I could not repeat that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is he good at all? I don't know anything about him other than he was a captain. Um, he was a captain of the special teams. Oh. We used him on third on third downs. He was. He was mediocre at best. I don't know why he was ever on the field, to be honest with you. He, it kind of yeah. drove me nuts seeing him out there. Yeah, that's okay, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, if you ha- if you were picking at number 14, honestly, like with realistic possibilities, who would you want there at number 14? Ooh, I like Becton, and I know a lot of people – uh, we go with Jedrick, but I, I think Becton would fit better in the offensive scheme uh, for what we're looking to do with it. Okay. I think he would be an instant instant plug and play, and he keep Tom Brady upright, which is the only goal we have. Fair enough. So, um, yeah, okay, yeah. So here, here are some interesting options. Uh, you got uh, Calevon Chasen. Uh, he's an edge rusher from LSU. Uh, mm-hmm. You got Xavier McKinney, safety out of Alabama. Uh, Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina. Uh, I don't think you guys are going linebacker. So Trayvon Diggs is a potential as well, but I've seen him all over the place. You got C.J. Henderson, who I think would be a really good fit for you guys just for, you know, fighting speed against speed kind of deal. He's a great cornerback. Then, yeah, you got potential with Andrew Thomas. I think he's going to be gone before your pick. Um, but, yeah, Mekhi Becton, um, Tristan Wirth should be gone before then. Um, I think Jedrick Wills would be gone, too. But you got that. I think those are some possibilities there. So out of those people, again, it's uh, Jason, McKinney, Kinlaw, Diggs, Henderson, and I'll go Andrew Thomas or Beckton. I, I do like like Chasen too, if there's no offensive tackles. Any any offensive tackle, those top four, would be my number okay. one pick. Um I would like Chasen because in today's NFL, it's hard to play corner, and I would not want to see a corner drafted in the first three rounds for the simple fact that we've drafted six in the last two drafts. I, I think We've saturated that, um, and I just don't think it happens unless we're unless we're getting a Jeff 
Okuda. Other than that, I don't, I don't want any of Yeah. Them. And you, you would have to trade up for Okuda, most likely. So, okay, but, uh, opinion, though. I need your opinion on something. Have you been uh, hearing anything about Tua? Tugalavoya? Tua. Ooh, I mean, he has the hip injury. He looks good on, on his pro day that he filmed. But until he's in that game taking hits, I mean, I could see him falling. I don't, I don't think we're going to be drafting a quarterback in the first round. No, just yeah. Because we're, yeah, we're, yeah. Just because we're kind of all in with the Brady deal. I wouldn't be surprised seeing someone get drafted um, later on in the third round. On I, I know Bruce Arians does love Jacob Eason. If he's there in the third round, <laughs> yeah, I would I would <laughs> bet he's taken off the board then. Oh man, that'll harm unreal. Um, okay, so the the thing that I've heard though about Tua is that his he just is so injury prone that he might fall, and that that'll be interesting to see if he actually does. But man, that, that's I think that's going to be the biggest story here on uh, day one is Tua, because I mean Jeff. Joe Burrow is a lock. I think Chase Young is a lock. But, yeah, after that, I think two is the biggest story there. But, man, yeah. So, if yeah. you were to if you were to um, give a, um, let's see, a high watermark for regular season wins this year, what would you put your high watermark at? Ooh. I mean, the fan in me is saying Super Bowl or bust, but realistically, <laughs> if we could just have a winning record, I mean, we haven't done that <laughs> in four years. I would yeah. be happy with that. Okay. So okay. let's see. I'm just going to pull up. Uh, so you guys. Oh, my gosh. This is hard to read. Um, that was last year. I'm just pulling up your schedule to see if there's any any like easy wins for you guys. Um, okay, so you guys are playing the NFC North next year and the AFC West. Yep. So, okay, so little Brady Mahomes action. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be fun to see. Okay, so with Atlanta, you guys take both games. You think? No. I think it splits. I think it's 1-1. One, one. You take both games with Carolina? No, I think we split again. Right, and that split with the Saints as well? Yes. Okay, so 3-3 three and three with your division, which I think that's fair. So, okay, just say uh, if you think you'll win or it's going to be close. So, Chicago. I think we win. Win okay at Denver. Win at Detroit. Win okay, so six and three so far uh, at New York Giants. Loss, we don't play good up there. Okay, okay, six and four. Um, Green Bay, that's at home. Uh, I think that's also a loss. Okay, so six and five. Minnesota at home. Win. Okay, so seven and five. 
Kansas City at home. Loss. About seven and six. Chargers at home. I think that's, I think a, win. that's a win. Yeah, eight and six. Yeah. And then you got the Rams. Which I, I think is also a win. I think the Rams are in such salary cap hell. I don't know when they're climbing out of that now. So is that nine and seven then? Oh, did, I didn't say the That's Raiders. Nine. Yeah. No, the not the Raiders. You win. I guess also a win. Okay, That's so a win ten, too. Ten and six is what you're expecting then. Ten and six. I'll take that all day long. Oh yeah. So ten and six that puts you in the playoffs. Um, and you'd most likely be wild card because I'm just going to assume that New Orleans is going to be the the first seed in the NFC South unless something happens and Taysom Hill has to play quarterback. Um, I mean, he's a franchise guy, though, right? <laughs> okay, so, like, I, I understand. I think I understand both sides of that argument. Um, the thing I would say about Taysom Hill is – if you're, I, I I don't know what the motivation would be to be so high on Taysom Hill if you're the Saints, unless you want someone to just jump on the first round tender or something like that. Because the, I've actually heard that um, was it Sean Payton loves the kid and thinks that he honestly could be, you know, the deal after, um, you know, Drew Brees is gone. The thing that I like about him is his athleticism, but um, I've seen a lot of people do film analysis on you know his throws and stuff like that, and I haven't seen anything bad yet. And it's just that he doesn't have the experience yet, and you know lofting up the term franchise quarterback is something you need to prove first, you know. But yeah, I I I guess I'm also a BYU fan, so that kind of <laughs> Makes me biased, but um, honestly, when he went into the draft, I did not like him as a quarterback. But um, and I've actually been more skeptical skeptical than most people would be if they're a BYU fan. Like my dad is super diehard, and he he thinks he's going to be Steve Young 2.0. But um, no, I th- I think Sean Payton knows what he has with Taysom Hill, and huh? you know if push comes to shove. You know, he hasn't practiced as the number two quarterback because Teddy Bridgewater has been there. But, no, I just – I think push comes to shove, he can prove people wrong. But, yeah, right now I think it's kind of a joke to say that he's, uh, you know, a franchise quarterback until proven otherwise. Okay. So, I think Drew, from what he's leaning on, this this is going to be his last year. I, I think he's – win, lose, or indifferent, I think he's done after yeah. this year. So yeah, Taysom comes in. Taysom comes in as your your franchise quarterback. He's thirty two years old by then. You're expecting yeah. this guy to pick up where where Drew left off. True. The thing the thing about Drew or about that is with with quarterback, you know the the biggest thing that you have to watch with an old, an aging quarterback is arm strength and mobility. And we all know he doesn't have an issue with mobility right now. All you have to really worry about is his arm strength. And, I mean, he dropped a pretty good bomb, even though it was late. It was pretty far down the field. I, I, I think he's not going to have an issue for a while. And, you know, having four or five years, 
so like that's not unreasonable for his age. You know, if he if he plays to be an average, more than an average quarterback, it's not a bad deal. So I don't know. I I'm not putting all the eggs in that basket. I don't think he's going to be that way, but I think he has the potential because I haven't seen otherwise. I saw a crazy stat that Muhammad Sanu has attempted more passes <laughs> in the NFL than Taysom Hill. Yeah, no, that's that's true. And, you know, Muhammad Sanu is the second best quarterback on that team. <laughs> But, <laughs> he's a franchise guy. Yeah. Hey, I, I mean, he, he's better. He's better than Mason Rudolph. So, that. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I'm not trying to make it a whole lot take and everything like that. But I think he's a real. He could be scary if he. Uh, if uh, okay, the the one take I did not like though was someone saying that uh, he's like, oh, he's 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 like uh, Lamar Jackson. The guy corrected him. He's like, no. Lamar Jackson's like Taysom Hill's. Okay, but, but, oh, shoot. Um, all right, so 10 and 6 is kind of what we looked at, right, for the Buccaneers. What, other than Tom Brady, um, other than Tom Brady getting injured, what do you think would be the biggest reason the Buccaneers don't hit 10 and 6? The secondary. Like, like if yeah. if they can't take the step forward, this team is not moving forward. I think our front seven is established, and we know what we have in them. They are the unknown commodity. We know what the offense can do, even with a mediocre offensive line and Jameis Winston. You add Tom Brady in there, it should be better. It should. I mean, yeah. they are the unknown commodity. If they can do it, I think they they can be a playoff team. Okay. So, um, let's see. So say uh, say they get into the the playoffs. Ooh, hmm. Who who do you, who do you think is in the playoffs then? So it's still gonna be just six this year, I think, right? Just the six. It's gonna be seven. Um, from, should be seven oh, it this, is year. this year. Oh dang. Yep. Ooh, okay, so they should get in even if they have a nine and seven record, I think. So, um, say I, we're gonna say the Saints are in. Um, there we go. Saints. I'll put the Buccaneers in there for now. Um, you got who else? The Niners. Are the Niners will make it. The Seahawks. I think are going to make it as well. Um, yep. I think you'll have Seattle, the Niners, um, the Cowboys, probably in that division. I mean, the Eagles. Uh, kind of flip a coin in that one. I, I think it's going to depend on what happens in the draft. If the Eels, I don't think this is going to happen, but if they get like Henry Ruggs or someone like that, I think they instantly yeah. become the best team in the uh, NFC East, and that's not saying a lot. But, um, I mean, sneaky-wise, um, you got the Giants who have a young quarterback that's not looking too bad. You get another weapon there. They could be doing something. But I think yeah, I think it's still between the Cowboys and the Eagles now, but I would say I'd give it to the Eagles. I I trust their coaching and everything like that because the Cowboys just got a whole new coaching. They lost um, Byron Jones and a few people. I think they're on the downtick, especially with uh, Captain Tay back and Mari Cooper, so much money. Um, but, yeah, so I, I think they're going to go down this year. 
I think so. It's going to be the the Eagles, the Packers, the Packers or Vikings. What your, what's your take on that? Oh, oh man. Do you, do you bet against Aaron Rodgers and you, and you go Kirk Cousins? I mean, I don't know. I mean, the Vikings have been there the last two years. Yeah. The the thing with the Packers is they uh, they haven't been looking bad. I, I I would say, okay, so if we have seven, that means three wild cards. So you give the Packers, the Saints, the Niners and the mm-hmm. Eagles the championship for their division. And then you yep. give the Buccaneers, the Vikings, and Seattle the wild cards. I got I'd go no, Seattle. Seattle's yeah. already, already. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, right. Seattle would be the third or one of the three. And then, yeah, uh, I think that's kind of how expectations are. Obviously, things shake up. But if those are the cases, who do you think? the Buccaneers can be, and who do you think they just fall to? So, I mean, we did – we played the Seattle Seahawks last year. We lost 34-31 in overtime. I, mm-hmm. I think we could have won that game. So I think that they can match it with Seattle. Um, yeah. The Niners – Nick Bosa would be a problem. I mean, that kid's good. Mm-hmm. He would – Donovan Smith is, isn't that good. He's average at best, and I think Nick Bosa would abuse him. So <laughs> I, I think the Niners would be an issue. I really do. Yeah. Um, I think depending where Green Bay is played and depending yeah, on the yeah. secondary would determine that game. I would say it's 50-50 at best. Um, yeah. I think the Eagles we should be able to beat. The yeah, Vikings – the Vikings are sneaky, man. When they get in the playoffs, they're a different team. So I think that would be a 50-50 game also. Okay. Um, okay. So definitely like the – I mean, I think the Saints is a toss-up just because you guys are division rivals. I think that can always just go either way no matter what. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, the, the Niners are looking good. The only thing with them – uh is you know Jimmy Garoppolo just wasn't taking them anywhere. You know, you had that the running game, which is killer, and, and you know that may be all that they need. But you know Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't you know spitting darts out there all postseason. You know, so could be a a turn if your front seven can lock down the run game. You know, make him throw, and you don't have uh, Emmanuel Sanders anymore. Ooh. He's on the Saints, and that's going to be a problem. But, yeah. Yeah. I think you guys would have the upper hand on the Niners, honestly, like if it came to it. Um, Sherman's getting old, and, you know, I think Tom Brady can throw some darts around on that defense. So, I don't know, man. I, I, the, the Buccaneers, the thing with Tom Brady and having a dope quarterback like Tom Brady is you're never out of it completely just because he just uh, – he, he does some – some He's got that aura stuff. about him. Yeah. And, like, that's uh, that's why I loved Andrew Luck because, like, other than playing against the, the the Patriots and the Steelers, Luck just had this, like, you know, we could we can always win attitude. And uh, this kills me to not be able to see that again. But I, I think the Buccaneers, they, they got everything that they need to make that Super Bowl push. And 
it's going to, I think it's going to be one of the most exciting teams to watch this year is going to be the Buccaneers just because, you know, Tom Brady, Godwin, Evans, maybe running back in the third or fourth rounds kind of deal. Like it could be, could be that team, you know? I mean, to going from no playoffs for almost 13 years, if we don't make it this year, to Super Bowl contender on paper is a huge leap. I just want to get there first, and let's see what happens. Okay. So, um, what? Uh, any any other? So, yeah, any other um, thoughts on the Buccaneers? Just anything like, you know, they're gonna. What, what's your hot take? Okay, let's go with that hottest take that you have for the Buccaneers right now, and then we'll hottest we'll take. Okay. My hottest take. Ooh. I think you are going to see a 2,000-yard and a 1,500-yard receiver this year. And that's going to be Chris Godwin and O.J. Howard? Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. I think Mike (laughs) will put up. You are going to see vintage Randy Moss coming out of that boy, and you're going to see Chris Godwin eat down low. Okay, I, I, I that that's a hot take. I, I think I think you could see uh three thousand yard receivers technically if you uh throw OJ Howard the ball that much, but that that would be insane. Um do you think uh Brady breaks any of his personal season records or do you think he is gonna kinda just keep it more in in line with what he's been in the past? So a stat line for me for him, I think he'll throw 4,800 yards and 44 touchdowns. That's what I can see him doing. Oof. Dang. Yeah, that would be lighting it up. Oof. So. All right, well, um, I'll, uh, I'll keep in touch with you because I will probably want to do like a follow-up before the season. Or um, One thing that I'm thinking of doing is streaming some Thursday night games on Twitch. So, you know, look out for that. I might have you on so we can kind of talk some – some uh, football then, but uh, thanks for being on, man. I I gotta get going, but um, we'll uh, wish the best best of luck for you and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> no problem, man. Appreciate it. All right, yeah, man. Take care. You too. Bye, man. Bye. <laughs>